Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Unconventional Career Coach Podcast. I am so glad that you are listening to another phenomenal pivot story. Phenomenal. And I am bringing you the story of Sophia today. Sophia, I'm so glad that you're here. How are you doing today? <laughs> Thank you, Marcia. I'm doing I'm very excited for the podcast. <laughs> great, great. So I hope that the connection stays well for the people in the podcast. Um, and this is kind of funny because Sophia and I are both Dutch. So we just had to make the conscious effort to switch to English. But um, because we love for you to hear this story and hear Sophia's career change, we want to bring it to you in English because Sophia made a huge shift last year. She went from being an impact investing analyst to now being the co-founder and chief commercial officer of ReCarbon, a green tech startup, which she'll tell us lots and lots more about. But this shift, oh my goodness, from being employed to running your own startup, it's absolutely phenomenal, like I said. So Sophia, please, can you tell us what your career and life was like before we started working together when you were in the investment world? Yeah, sure. Um, I think when we started working together with Marge, I was in a little bit of a rough period in terms of uh, career. I felt a bit like I uh, yeah, took a certain job to go into a certain direction, but then after a couple of months, I realized I am actually really not happy in this role. Um, so yeah, I was kind of doubting everything that I made in terms of career choices. But I also was at a point where I was like, actually, I do have some ideas of what might work, but they were just very unstructured and all over the place in my head. So yeah, just a bit confused overall, <laughs> but ready for change. Yeah. Yes, I hear you. Like the confusion, but knowing that it's time to make a pivot to change something and what I loved about um, starting to work with you was that we actually knew each other from the startup world and um, hearing you talk about like the dilemma of these two parts of your life was was really interesting like there was this part of you that was in uh, impact investing analyzing oh my gosh you can totally hear that I'm not in this industry um, <laughs> and there was this other part of you that was in the startup world you worked for startup student organizations during your study time and it just kind of never really the bug never really left you did it no no it never did I, I think indeed I um, on one hand always had this like very strict corporate career in my head that also a lot of people around me told me like oh this is the way to go but on the other hand I really enjoyed like kind of the fun and creative side of the startup world even though it's it's not always fun and creative but yeah it, it's just a bit more freedom on that side um, so yeah I always was struggling between the two <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah I hear you I recognize it from my own time in the startup world and it's it's definitely not always fun and games but it is a very different way of working and it's a very way, different way of living your life and I always start with my clients and we did with you as well designing your life first how do you want that life to be and then what kind of career fits into it and the startup world fit you so so well 
Can you tell us a bit more and share about those thoughts that had kept you in this more corporate world? Like you just shared a little bit about how people had certain ideas about what would be a good career and that that was influencing you because I know that you're definitely not alone there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think back then also I didn't have a very clear idea yet what I wanted to do. So that really played into me listening to a lot of people around me. So all my um, friends were going on a certain career path. Everyone was talking about more like the bigger companies being the most ambitious ones to get into. And then on top of that, not only my university environment, but also uh, my family was thinking in this direction, um, very anti-risk taking. Um, uh, yeah, especially like uh, my mom and my dad, they uh, they didn't push me to go into this corporate direction. They always kind of let me free, but they did kind of unconsciously say, oh, that sounds amazing. That's the way to go. Those are like the dream jobs for anyone. So yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And they are not, right? That's the thing. They are not the dream job for anyone and everyone. They are for some people. And I'm so glad that they are because we need people to do these jobs, but they are not for everyone. And it's interesting that you name the risk adversity because I remember that we would have our sessions and you would come in and you would be unsure what to do you would feel I could see the weight on your shoulders of like which direction do I go in then after an hour you would have so much gained clarity you would know which steps to take you were going to explore certain directions and then you would come back to me the next week and I remember you saying I feel so motivated and then I go and talk to people and I feel weighed down And I, I think I can never do this and I shouldn't do this. So I asked you, who are you talking to? And you said, my family, my closest friends. And I said, okay, great. You're talking to the people who are the closest to you, the people who care about you the most, people who worry about you. And you're telling them, I'm thinking of doing this thing that in the eye of society, running a startup is very risky. And these people who love you, in their minds, maybe unconscious, they're like, oh my God, Sophia, we love you so much. We don't want you to go down this scary path because it's different. And that feels scary because I'm a human and I'm risk averse and I don't like change. Deep down, all of us do, especially when it comes to our loved ones. And I don't know if you remembered that specific conversation, but I remember that you said, oh, I need to be aware of who I'm talking to or who is telling me not to do things because there were also people telling you to go for it right yeah no definitely that's true I think it was just more um the weight of those conversations was felt less of course because they weren't close to me and sometimes even I was a bit skeptic like you don't know me at all how do you know what is good for me so yeah definitely but um I think that conversation really helped for me to indeed understand, okay, they really just want the best for me. And it doesn't imply that they don't believe in me being able to succeed at all, which is something that I thought sometimes as well. Like, okay, if you don't have the faith in me, then who will? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that is can be quite painful, right? It's like, well, I'm. it's almost like you go to these people who are so close to you, family, dear friends, chosen family, And maybe you're looking for that little piece of 
encouragement because they know me so well. So if they know me really well, then they should know what's best for me. I recognize this in my own business. Um, But it's not always the case. They, They know what's safest for you, quote unquote safest, because I don't think it would have been safe for you to stay where you were. I don't think it would have been safe to make a change to another nine to five job where you would be completely unfulfilled. You wouldn't be sitting here smiling right now. And no, no, definitely. <laughs> absolutely. But but you also, before we started recording, told me that things have drastically changed with those people who were uh, worried and a little skeptical. So you have a huge party coming this week, right? And then you got a phone call from your dad. <laughs> yeah, I, I was actually super happy about that. And it's funny that the phone call happens before this podcast as well. But we indeed, we set some goals last year and we managed to reach all of them uh, by the end of last year, even though we had a couple of months where we went through a little bit of an uncertain period. So um, yeah, the three of us running the startup, we said, okay, we really need to celebrate this. So we were doing that this Friday and invited all our closest friends who we felt like really supported us throughout the year and our family. And um, then my dad called yesterday like, oh, Am I supposed to bring a gift? Because I really want to bring you a gift because it's such a special moment. And yeah, it's special than your graduation. So I was like, oh, <laughs> thank you. Like he says it in a little bit, a little bit of a dry way, but I know he means it like super, super well. So I was very happy about that. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> glad. I mean, he's still a Dutch dad, right? He's Dutch yeah, exactly. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Now everyone thinking and listening in America, they're like, what is a Dutch dad like? <laughs> it's exactly how she described it. Um, I'm so glad. And you you took the leap to make the change. And I know that people supported you, right? They supported you, even though it might have felt very scary to them. Might have felt very scary to your parents that you were making this big change, but they supported you and now they're seeing like, oh, she's so happy. She's doing so well professionally. She's doing so well personally. Amazing. I'm so glad you get to celebrate on Friday. So what made you decide that it was time to start working towards this pivot and to start working with a career coach? Because you were unfulfilled. You knew you wanted a change, but you didn't really know what to do. What made you decide like, hey, I want to get support with that? Um, I think, well, there was actually also another job before I was doing the impact investing. So I already left that job with the idea of, okay, this is clearly not working, um, on many fronts, even though it was also like, um, yeah, how do you say that? Like, um, quite a prestigious job from kind of the circles that I run in. So that already felt like a big uh, thing to leave that job and then I ended up again in another job that I thought was going to be better and fit me well and um, yeah being like the more sustainability side of the market which I thought was really speaking to me but then I realized okay I'm actually not enjoying this either so then what do I need to do I just don't know anymore so I just realized I wasn't speaking anymore with people that could show me um a certain direction to go in like I was just kind of stuck in in my own circle so then I started looking for 
um, things outside of my circle, like online forums, um, listen to a couple of podcasts of people taking other career paths. But actually, I think the reason that I started doing um, the coaching was not because I was looking for coaching, but I just saw you posting about something very similar in terms of experience um, of leaving the uh, tech industry and like pivoting into this career coaching thing. And I was like, okay, um, she must understand. And then we just started talking about the topic. And then I was like, okay, this really sounds exactly what I need. So I wasn't looking for coaching, but I just felt like we were struggling with the same things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this happens so often. I hear this all the time, where it's like, I wasn't really looking for it, but then I read something or I heard something and it sounded like me, or it sounded like, hey, this is what I need. And this comes back to things don't come to you when you're ready. They come to you before. And that's the challenge of things. Like it comes before you are ready. It's almost like walking in your mother's high heels as a kid. Right? You're going to grow into them. So you made the, the choice to go into coaching before you were like looking for a coach. You made the choice when it came to you actually early. You made the choice to go for the startup maybe before you were fully ready. And you're growing into it. Because what does it even mean to be fully ready? How can you ever be fully ready? Right? Like there, oh my God, like, especially you as a co-founder, there are so many things I'm sure that come to you every <laughs> week that you had never even thought of that you needed to deal with. And then you're like, okay, I guess this is what we're doing this week. So things come to you before you're ready. And then you grow into that. And I want to celebrate you for actually taking that step early because I am not the poster child of this concept of doing something early. Um, I waited way too long with going to therapy this fall. And now that is feeling quite hard. It I should have done that sooner, but I was waiting to be ready. So that that's such a good lesson to take away from, from Sophia to go for it when it comes your way and it feels right but you might not necessarily logically know why or why now yeah came to 100 percent. yeah 100 <laughs> and i i think maybe one tiny thing to add to that it's i feel like it sometimes seems to the outside when you look at the choices i make that i'm very confident in them and i am like in the back of my mind but it still feels like <laughs> it's definitely not coming out of a 100% certain secure position. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I hear you. Yeah. I, I get that all the time. Um, one of my other clients sent me this gorgeous, gorgeous um, artwork that she made. And it said something like brave and courageous. And she said, you're, you're my role model. And, <laughs> and I remember telling her, I said, well, I do these things. I shake as a leaf. You know that, right? Like <laughs> I'm literally sweating so much because I'm so scared. So it's like, it's exactly what you're describing. And yes, there is, there is courage and bravery. Um, and there's a whole lot of nerves too. And almost like, okay, I'm just going to do this and see what happens. I got one life kind of thing. And let me see if I can live it um, the way I want to. So you made your decision to to start making a change. You didn't quite know what that change was going to be yet, right? That was what we were going to figure out together. 
So when did you realize that it was time to quit that job and go look for a startup co-founder? Um, I'm thinking about like the exact timelines. I don't really know anymore, but it was definitely already during the coaching that we had some sessions where we were like, okay, so what kind of people would be able to guide you in a certain direction? How are you going to talk to them, etc.? So yeah, then I think it kind of went gradually because then I was also still busy with the other job and kind of still being in between things. But then at some point, um, I found a program where um, people were actively looking for potential you would go uh, with a group of 20 people and work on an idea for two months and then if you decide it's a good idea and if they uh, support it as well then you go build out the idea essentially so that was a very specific more secure type of program <laughs> which fit my like little bit of anti uh how do you say that like risk averse behavioral behavior well but I think it was a big thing for me to actually go to that interview in London and be like okay I'm really not happy anymore I'm just gonna go for the interview and see what happens after so that was really the first step and then once I did that I was like okay fine I can do multiple three um yeah you just said something about sometimes throwing in some darts so the heck was over the dumb and I don't know how to say it in English yeah um, I also don't know how to say that in English, but basically you you did one thing and now the ball was rolling kind of thing. Yeah, like domino effect. Yeah, that's domino right. effect. Yeah, yeah, yes. Definitely. Yeah. And I'm so glad you're bringing up this uh, interview you did in London, because like you said, like to a listener, this might sound like, wow, Sophia is this superhuman which you are a superhuman, uh, but like she's she's not natural you know it's not natural this is a one in a lifetime woman which she is and also she's just like you right you you didn't just do these things just like that you found your own little stepping stones to make the steps easier so instead of quitting your job um as an impact investing analyst and starting a startup you first went into this a similar industry but more of a sustainability focus because that was also the kind of startup you wanted to have and then instead of quitting that job and just going for it you went to the interview in london in this kind of to apply for this secure environment startup experiment kind of thing so just to illustrate if you're listening and it sounds like oh well this is a fantastic story but this will never apply to me because i would never be so brave you can make your own stepping stones sophia made her own stepping stones and yours will look different because you're a different person, but you can make it easier for yourself to make the pivot. It's not a one moment like in a movie and then you run to your boss and you throw your papers out the window and it's like, now I am a free woman and I'm going to do my own thing. It takes, it takes steps. And that laid a foundation I know that that interview for what was next, right, for you, because then you started looking for co-founders and tell us how how that went. Yeah, one hundred percent. Actually, maybe also to add to that, I did do the interview and I got through to the last round, and then they rejected me. <laughs> so it was really like the first stepping stone, and I remember being like 
um, I was like quite sad that I got rejected, but instead of like letting it tear me down in a way, it kind of fueled me like, okay, I talked to so many inspiring people also whilst doing the interview there. Like these are really like more the type of people that I yeah, want to be surrounded with. So then I was like, okay, I can't leave it here. I need to like search further. And that's what I did essentially. So you, again, Hek was from the dump. Um, again, <laughs> the dominoes were falling because you knew I have to continue this. And now flash forward to today, you're a co-founder. How did you find your fellow co-founder? It also went in a very natural way, I would say, uh, up until a certain point. So I visited a lot of uh, events and I reached out to separate entities in order to yeah, talk to as many people looking for a co-founder as possible. But actually at some point I made the decision like, okay, I could take this to the next level. And I posted on LinkedIn, um, essentially saying something like, okay, I am looking for the next challenge. This is what I'm good at. This is what I want to do. Um, I'm looking for a startup um, who wants to fill this position or a co-founder who is looking for a person like this for their co-founder team. And actually that LinkedIn message, like I'm not a LinkedIn influencer or anything at all, but so many people um, liked it. And it really went places apparently, because then through a mutual contact, I met Gus, uh, who is now yeah my co-founder at Recarbons. So we were introduced by a mutual contact and the LinkedIn post was the only reason I think I was able to reach him. Otherwise, we would have never met. <laughs> yes. And what goes before the bravery of posting a LinkedIn post is having the clarity to say, the clarity and the confidence, and confidence follows once you get clear, um, this is what I'm good at. This is what I'm looking for. And when you are able to say, this is what I'm good at, hey, here is my zone of genius and joy. This is what I would love to do then people can actually help you. And that's what happened, right? People started helping you because you were so clear, you could ask what you needed. And I think this is often where, where we struggle because we don't have the clarity. So how do you ask a question? How do you ask for help from your network or people around you when you don't really know what you're asking for? You don't really know what you're good at. You can't quite put your finger on what you want from your career. You know what you don't like. So anytime you talk to someone, you just end up complaining about your job, right? That like, But you can't really say, hey, this is what I'm looking for. So that clarity really allowed you to be confident and then use your network to almost do the heavy lifting for you. And that way, almost like on a leaf in a stream, Goose came just floating to you. <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, here he is. Here's the co-founder. <laughs> that's kind of what it felt like yeah I was very skeptic about it as well but yeah indeed yes and that was because you put a lot of work into the clarity and the confidence right who's came floating down the river because you you had you know filled the river with water and like was stirring up the stream and you you were making sure that it was possible to happen it's not like it just came out of thin air because you did do a lot of work for that out of this pivot what would you say is is your biggest learning about yourself i think there are many but the biggest thing i realized that um if i ever am in a position again where i feel 
lost or yeah directionless i think it yeah it might be connected to more of my self-confidence as well because i remember in that time it was like quite low in a way because um i didn't trust my instincts and i was like oh i'm actually not sure if this is the right decision so the biggest thing i learned is i think i need to find ways in the future if this ever happens again to just regain my confidence and then start from there um i've also seen it in the past year in a couple of situations where it it wasn't uh, an easy task that i had to do for example and then the moment i was like okay you know what um we need to do this. Uh, you can actually do this. Um, let's work out how and and go for it. That's really the moment where, where yeah, um, things start going well again. <laughs> mm. So I, I think I just kind of learned better to deal with those periods and how do I pull myself out of it. And yeah, a big part of that was the coaching with you as well. And I think it's nice to now know next time I have the tools to kind of drag myself out of it if that makes sense yes yes right you have the questions that you can ask yourself when you don't know what to do when your confidence is low so that you can get clear and have that clarity boost your confidence it's like oh now i know which direction to go in okay i can do this you know which questions to ask yourself which tools to use which exercises you could try out with some journaling you know that your intuition is really strong now, you know that, you know that it is very smart and wise and coming from a very data-driven techie industry, that's something that we don't give enough value to, at least in my life, it wasn't. Like I had to relearn how, what the voice of my intuition was even, like I couldn't hear her. I didn't know what she sounded like, but now you know what she sounds like. So you can ask her. And you can ask the questions and you can get clear and you can get confident and you can do the thing. So I'm really glad that you're sharing that because that's always my goal, not for you to be dependent on, oh, I'm going to have to work with Marcia again because I'm having a <laughs> difficult moment, but more like, oh, I remember what I did with Marcia. Let me try that now. And I can support myself. And of course, if you ever, if you wanted the support, you could reach out for the support, but you have the tools in your, in your little backpack on how to do it yourself if you wanted to. I want to close off this episode with you with a piece of advice for the listeners, because I know everyone who's listening is like, wow, this is so inspiring. This is so cool because that's what I'm thinking. Now, if you could share a piece of advice or some wisdom or an insight with them, maybe almost as if you're talking to yourself like a year and a half ago what would you share <laughs> with them um i think well it's also a little bit of what we just talked about but maybe the biggest piece of advice is at some point you might be looking like around you for answers on what to do next but probably the easiest way to get like to the next step or goal or whatever pivot you want to do is indeed to like start with yourself and actually trust yourself that you are 
able and smart and confident enough or whatever, all those things to make a decision and go into a certain direction. Like, um, I feel like too many people just look around them and see kind of what works for other people, whereas it's probably much smarter to just start with yourself. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Making little prayer hands right now, because this this is the core of my work. I'm so glad you're 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 sharing this as a piece of advice, because also in the startup world, there are a million startup gurus, right? On on Instagram, and they're tell telling you all the things to do. And yes, that's great, but in the end, you have to start with you and figure out how you want to run your startup or how you want to make your career change or how you want to do this big, scary thing because you are unique. And that's also why I don't really talk that much about like how I run my business or things like that, because it's really not, it's, it's interesting maybe, or it's like, it could be uh, food for thought or spark creative ideas, but it really doesn't matter. And just like you said, like the outside things, it really doesn't matter that much. It's it's truly within you. So, so glad you shared that. Thank you. Thank you, Sophia. I am thrilled to have had you on the podcast. And if people want to connect with you or stay updated on what's going on with the startup, how can they best reach out or follow I think probably the easiest way is to find me on LinkedIn and then you can also immediately find my startup because it's on my profile. So, yeah. Great. All right. I will be linking Sophia's LinkedIn um, in the show notes so you can check that out there. And um, I'm sure you would love it, Sophia, if people said, hi, said hey to you. They just send a of little course. message. Yes. Any questions, <laughs> fire them my way. Yeah. Great. Great. Thank you so much for sharing your story so openly with us and being vulnerable about, you know, the ups and the downs and the steps you took and even the things that happened in your more personal relationships as you were making the pivot. Enjoy this party on Friday. So well-deserved. Celebrate <laughs> the heck out of that startup and all the things you've done. And to you listening, thank you for spending some time with us. We really appreciate it. And I know you have a busy life, so I feel honored that you choose to spend some of that life listening to the podcast and listening to Sophia and me. If you are sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, I want to make a career pivot myself, but I don't know where to start. My darling, I got you. Okay, I want to tell you about the Pivot Plan, which is my career change coaching program that I run twice a year. And as I'm recording this and as I am putting this on the podcast, it is the 16th of January. You have until February 1st to join me inside of the Pivot Plan. I, like I said, I run this twice a year, one time in February, one time in September. So if one of your goals is to make a career change, to find a fulfilling job, to maybe even start that business, maybe launch a startup, then let's take some action. Don't wait around for September, my friend. <laughs> the Pivot Plan is a fantastic program 
that is designed to get you from the uncertainty of, oh my gosh, what is my next career step going to be, to knowing exactly what it is that you're good at, that you want from a role, that you want from a company, or deciding that you're going to start that business. The pivot plan is designed to get you the strategy to actually make it happen. So you have a tailor-made plan built for you so you can take the steps you need to make that pivot your reality. And lastly, the pivot plan is designed to support you in doing the scary things. Like Sophia shared today, there are so many mental things that come up when we do something brave, like make a career change, or when we, when we even think about making a career change. And the pivot plan is designed to help you with that. So we talk about perfectionism, we talk about saying no, we talk about anything that might be happening for you in your brain, with your beliefs, in your mindset, when it comes to making a bold, bold career change. So whether that is changing to a different industry, a different role, a different job, whether that is completely quitting your job and finally starting the business, the pivot plan is your space. Okay, this is the most personalized group and one-on-one program out there. We do group sessions, we do one-on-one sessions, you have Slack support from a phenomenal, phenomenal community of like-minded professionals who are all working towards the same goals. And you feel the ripple effect of this work that we'll do together in all facets of your life for years to come. So if you're ready to take your career serious, to make this pivot happen, let's work together. I'm going to put the link to the pivot plan in the show notes so that you can check out everything you want to know about this program. So you can enroll before the 1st of February for either $550 per month or $1,650 paid in full. Now, if you have any questions or doubts, feel free to reach out to me, whether that's on email, on LinkedIn, on Instagram. I am here to help you make the best decision for you. I will not drag you into this program. Trust me. It doesn't help anybody. (laughs) So you can trust me to help you make the best decision for you, which means that I have also said to people, this is probably not the best program for you. So if you have doubts and questions, reach out. Let's talk and I can't wait to support you inside this beautiful, beautiful transformational career change program. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you on the next one. Bye-bye.